You're listening to the Pimp Cron Podcast. Hey one, hey all, it's episode 241 of the Pimp Cron Warhammer Podcast. We have our beautiful, sexy, good-smelling Patreon patrons to thank for their generous support of this show, as well as GameMat.eu for uh, pre-painted resin terrain and neoprene mats and STL files. Um, event 10 is 10% off your order there. And uh, Panhandle3D.etsy.com is also our other sponsor, and they um, they actually will print your stuff. You can get the STL from them, and you'll... <laughs> Uh, they sell printed, uh, 3D printed terrain and um, a bunch of customizable stuff, dice trays, tumblers, all of that. And um, PH3D15OFF is the code for 15% off from them, and they also offer a uh, free shipping thing. So, what are we talking about tonight? Well, I um, had a very, very long trip this weekend, so uh, this is going to be a little shorter of a show because I'm freaking exhausted, haven't slept well in two nights. And uh, we are going to be discussing, is Age of Sigmar just the better game? Like, is is this really, is this the elephant in the room? Is Age of Sigmar just functionally the better game over 40k? So that's what I discuss in the real talk. And uh, then we also cover the new Seraphim box set and whether or not we want that or not. So we don't have a Tesseract mailbox this week. And um, what have I been up to? Well, uh, I went to go see my buddy um, Leroy Jenkins. We met in uh, New Jersey. And uh, we hung out there. We um, played at Red Seal Gaming up there in northern New Jersey. And that's a really nice family-owned store. They're very nice. And uh, I got two boxes of the Craven Guard shooty-up guys for Night Haunt. And I've decided, you know what? I haven't played Night Haunt in so long. I've never played with my brand new book. You know, darn it, I'm going to play Night Haunt. I do love that army. For some reason, it's always at the bottom of my list of things to do. So I decided to get a new um, unit for that. We ended up playing all day. Leroy and I, and we played three 40k games. First one was a narrative, and I won. It was Necrons versus uh, Death Watch. And then the second narrative, um, I was winning, but then ended up losing it, um, and he won that one, Necrons versus Death Watch. And that was another narrative. And then the third one, we actually tied 0-0. Zero to zero. Um, It came down to an attrition test for one single Marine, and being that he stayed with Objective Secured, he outweighed my probably 10 flayed ones I had on that objective, and I did not score any points, but neither did he. So for the day, we were 1-1-1 one, one, and one was our record. Um, so that was a lot of fun. It's uh, good to meet up with old Leroy. And uh, I also got to see Kojo, actually. Um, Kojo's in that area, so I, uh, I met up with him, and we played some Brutal Space this morning, and uh, I went over there, uh, met with him very early in the morning, and uh, it was great to see both of them. So I, I love to see, um, and they're actually, both of them happen to be Patreon patrons, so... So it was very, very fun. Um, I drove uh, 14 hours in essentially three days. Friday night was seven hours, and then uh, Sunday afternoon was seven hours. So it's been a very long weekend, but it was a lot of fun. I was glad I was able to do that and meet the guys. Um, I think that's about it, honestly. Uh, What did I play it this week at the club? Oh, I had my rematch with TJ with my Beast of Chaos and his Sylvaneth. We played the exact same list as before, and I was able to uh, squeak out a win. I think it was 8-5 to five or something. I don't really recall, to be honest with you. But um, I did end up winning, so that I, um, I'm reclaiming my honor from the previous week when I was rolling garbage. Uh, TJ was rolling pretty subpar, 
this time. I guess it was his turn to roll bad. He wasn't rolling absolute trash, but he had this one tree lord that just whiffed. I mean, I mean whiffed bad. I don't think he ever once got a stomp off on a three up. And um, there was whole combats where I was like, uh, I was letting TJ roll of his dice and then he just got kind of quiet. And I'm like, okay, so how many wounds? And he's like, uh, none. <laughs> I'm like, are you serious? And he's like, yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't do anything. I'm like, okay, well, that's, that is fantastic. So um, his whole army didn't roll bad per se, but he did have some bad rolls. Uh, specifically, that tree lord was just not on his game that night. And um, anyway, it was pretty fun. So um, had a lot of good games in lately. And uh, I think that's about it. Like I said, I am absolutely exhausted. So I am going to let you get on to the next segment. Oh my gosh, the Tesseract Mailbox. Let's open the Tesseract Mailbox. What are you possibly expecting? I already told you we weren't having a Tesseract Mailbox this week. I swear you never listened to me. Oh my God. Want that or want that not? Hey, this is Want That or Want That Not. Today we are discussing the Seraphon army set for 210 freaking USD. I don't care for that price. Wah, I hear you say. But uh, I really don't care for that price. $210 for um, 21 models is pretty ridiculous in my opinion. Uh, $10 a model is pretty nuts. Now, we all know that this character, the slant in the middle, is probably going to be like uh, something stupid, like 80 bucks or something. So this probably does end up being a discount compared to the other absurd prices they're probably going to charge. The um the Skink Riders look very cool on their Raptor-ish sort of cavalry. I do like them a lot. Matter of fact, I like everything in this box. The um the old one on the um palanquin or whatever you want to call it in their nest in the tree. That looks awesome. He's got a lot of detail to him. And the Saurus Warriors, of course, look fantastic. So there's truly not a whole lot to complain about with this box set. Although, you know, I will find something to complain about. So first off, the Saurus Warriors are your normal troops, right? Your Skinks and your Saurus Warriors. These new Saurus Warriors look really, really cool. They look beefier, they're stronger, they've got a broader stance, a bigger um, base size, all of that. But they still sell the Saurus Guard box set. And the Saurus Guard is the old Sauruses. So the Saurus Guard, which are the elite, actually look smaller and less imposing than the regular troops do? Seems to me like that would have been really easy to, if you're going to make the Saurus Warriors, just remake the Saurus Guard in the same box, because that's basically what you do with the Saurus Warriors anyway. But the old box is you'd make them the Saurus Guard as well. So I like when my elites are supposed to be better than the troops, but they're smaller and look weaker than the troops. That's just a very weird decision on their part, I feel. Now, maybe um, the Saurus Guard is also going to get an update. I doubt it because the old box is still on the website, but uh, the whole thing is just very kind of odd to me. I feel like maybe you should have kept the old Saurus Warriors and then make these new ones the Saurus Guard because they're much bigger and beefier and all of that. The models, of course, are gorgeous. I don't know why you would expect anything else. It's very rare for Games Workshop to actually miss the mark on a beautiful miniature. Um, once again, the uh, Skink Riders are absolutely beautiful. You need to go ahead and take a look at them. They've got a, a frill on top. 
They've got like um, feathery stuff on their their hands, and I'm probably going to have to get um, two boxes of those guys just for their look alone. Now, I don't know what they do. I actually, this is one of the times where I would actually look at the rules to see what they do, because I already have Sar, um, uh, Saurus Knights. So if these aren't much different than the other cavalry, then I may not get them even as cool as they look, because I already have like 15 or 20 Saurus Knights. So I, I don't I don't know. I'll have to see that. Um if they have like abilities that are much cooler and different, that's awesome. But these Saurus Warriors, I can't I can't describe to you how awesome they look. They're so beefy and strong and they look way less cartoony than they used to. Um it's definitely a glow up for that unit. Um the slan on the um on the uh chair, he's exactly what you'd expect. I mean, there's nothing particular particularly great about that model he looks awesome but he doesn't look that much different from the old one um i feel like a little bit this was an excuse to raise the price because the old one was like 30 bucks or something that was pretty reasonable and this guy is significantly larger now so i'm feeling like they're really but it's essentially the same model like the it's got the little guy on the on his armrest the little lizard on his armrest it's got the um tusks or whatever they were in the back of his chair it's got the vines on it's got a snake it's hovering it's just like the old one but a little bit bigger and of course a new model so they're going to be able to charge some ridiculous price for it um there is nothing to hate about this box set whatsoever all these models are absolutely gorgeous 210 dollars is a bit of a mmm for me especially being that i already own a slan i already own saurus warriors and i already own seraphon cavalry so whether or not these Raptor guys are worth getting, I don't know. But, um, so is this a want that or want that not for me? This is really, really tough. Um, I, I think because I'm not just speaking for myself, I'm also speaking for the everyman in this situation. I would say that because this box set is so darn beautiful and has brand new models on it, I would say, yes, this is a want that for me. I am not going to be getting this box set. It's a want that not for me personally, because the price, these $210 boxes, we made the mistake of letting them know that we were willing to pay $210 for these box sets. So now everything's a $210 box set. And that might sound ridiculous until, mark my words, in 10 years, if we're all still here and a giant comet hasn't destroyed the earth, they're going to be $300 box sets. I guarantee you. And we're just going to be like, whoops. And give them the $300. That's what's going to happen. Uh, we've already seen, what, $240 box sets? We've already seen a couple of these, so. Anyway, sorry to be a Debbie Downer. Um, they are beautiful models, and I like them. So, uh, that is a want that officially from the Pimpcron. Although, technically, no, I'm not going to get it. Now it's time for Real Talk with Pimpcron. Hey, this is Real Talk with the Pimpcron, and today we're discussing whether or not Age of Sigmar is just simply the better game. Now, I know most of you probably know me as a 40k player first and foremost, and you probably also know that I play Age of Sigmar as well, and have since AOS 1.0. Even when it didn't have points, I still played Age of Sigmar. That's actually when I got in to Warhammer Fantasy, essentially, is with Age of Sigmar 1.0, because I figured it was a very good uh, jumping on point. And it was kind of wonky at the time. I have no idea who thought it was a good idea to uh, release a whole game system completely fresh and new with absolutely no points. But that seems like that was ill-informed. But that's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about AOS 
there are a lot of things that kind of make me lean towards the idea that Age of Sigmar is actually just a better game. Now you're not right, you're not wrong for liking 40k more. Um, I know there's obviously they're two different games and they have their strengths and weaknesses each, but I think for multiple reasons, Age of Sigmar is probably actually the better game, even if I may not enjoy that as much as 40k. But honestly, since I dislike 9th edition so much, uh, probably do enjoy Age of Sigmar more than 40k. Now, there's that other little nagging tidbit here where some people just like fantasy stuff, some people just like sci-fi stuff. Obviously, there's no real wrong answer there. You can like one or like the other, whatever. But um, objectively, first off, I know a lot of people uh, think that the Age of Sigmar models overall look a lot better than the 40k models, the way they're designed, the motion of them, the creativity, and all of that. I actually tend to agree. Age of Sigmar benefits a lot from having more newer models in its range than 40k does. So just off the just off the starting mark, Age of Sigmar has newer models and they are uh, benefiting from the new technology and I feel almost like it's a little easier to go a little more creative and a little more crazy with fantasy than it is sci-fi anyway, but certainly sci-fi has its benefits. I would still say that Age of Sigmar's models range in general looks way better and they've spent a lot more time and effort to revamp that and make it look better now they are starting to do that with 40k as well you saw the uh, orcs get redone space marines have upgraded um you know uh, necrons have gotten some new models in the last decade but uh a lot of things are being revamped at least so in the column of what the models look like age of sigmar i think hands down has the better model range even if you don't prefer fantasy over sci-fi now, another thing is, Age of Sigmar's rules are generally simpler than 40k. Now, I know some people like complex rules, etc., etc., minutia, and all of that, but ultimately, the goal of a game is to get you stuck in, rolling dice, and your units have different abilities, and they've got different matchups against other units, and, and all of that, and... In a, in a perfect world, in a perfect game, you would have all of that with absolutely no rules at all. Like, it would just flow together so well that everything just works. But of course, that's not realistic and, and all of that. So, Age of Sigmar, I think, personally, gets the job done just as well as 40k does, but it does it simpler. Most of the units can only take one type of weapon. So, you've got your 10 or 20 or 30 guys, and they all have the same weapon which means they all roll at the same time. You might have one special weapon or a sergeant or something with a different weapon, but generally you're rolling all of those attacks at the same time. What I also like about Age of Sigmar over 40k is that when you're trying to point out the different weapons and the different units and things like that, the strength versus toughness dynamic of 40k makes it extremely hard to accurately... I've said this before. A uh, las cannon killing, shooting a guardsman unit right should is basically worthless you you're gonna pop one guardsman and that's that a las cannon hitting a land speeder or a rhino or something like that is way more value than it would be against the single guardsman so it's because of the strength and the damage and all that so that makes sense that it would be very hard for them to actually balance the rules because if you take all armor and i ta take all uh, anti-infantry well, then I should be able to bring way more anti-infantry 
stuff because my anti-infantry is going to do almost nothing to your armor. So arguably, you should bring a thousand points. I should bring fifteen hundred. But of course, that's not the way the game works. But I'm just showing you right there that um, every list, a point is not a point necessarily, and that cost, um, the variance in that cost can make very lopsided games. Whereas Age of Sigmar, everything hits and wounds on static figures. Now, I know for some of you that's kind of weird. How can this guy wound on a 4-up against a Grot and wound on a 4-up against uh, Archaon, right? Well, that's a little weird. I get that. But from a gameplay standpoint, uh, from a game design standpoint, you can actually see that, okay, this guy has two hits. Let, I'll, I'll make it easy. Four hits, okay? He gets four attacks. He hits on fours, wounds on fours. So I know for each one of these guys in this unit with their four attacks, fours to hit, fours to wound, they're going to miss half their hits, so that's two hits, and they're going to miss half their wounds, that's one wound. So I know that a block of, let's say, 40 guys in this unit are statistically going to do 40 wounds with their four attacks each. You can actually work that out, and now I know Rend does affect save in a um, circumstantial way, but you can reliably know the damage output. And um, that is a much more reliable method to point out units. So that inherently means that if they know how many points X, Y, or Z uh, damage output is for a unit, then it's far easier to manage the points and balance the armies and all of that. Yes, of course, they make missteps sometimes. Yes, of course, Age of Sigmar can be just as unbalanced occasionally with their new releases as 40k, but... I think uh, overall, Age of Sigmar is a much more balanced game because of the static hit and wound rolls. Um, another thing is that the game plays quicker. And the reason for that is that, um, by and large, the average save in Age of Sigmar is a 4-up or a 5-up. Very rarely do you find someone other than, let's say, Chaos Warriors now. They got a 3-up, which is stupid. But um, other than characters with a 3-up save. So that means more bodies are being taken off the field quicker. And of course, there's a fine line there. You don't want, oh, turn one, all my people are off the board. But you also don't want everyone to be so darn tanky that no one took any casualties at the end of the game. So my personal preference would be that um, a game is quicker than, than slower. So I would much rather play a two-hour game than a six-hour game. And somewhere in there is where you want your game to be. So Age of Sigmar does play quicker. And I enjoy that. Um, another thing I like is the alternating attack sequence in melee. So, of course, you know, whoever's turn it is gets to activate the first unit, and then the opponent activates one, you activate one, etc., going back and forth. I think that is far more balanced in gameplay-wise than 40k with all the chargers strike first, etc., etc. Um, and I think for obvious reasons, right? In 40k, you can set up multiple charges, and you get to just decimate the enemy. Uh... For uh, Age of Sigmar, of course, it, being that you're forced to do that back and forth, it's far more balanced and um, it's more damage being dealt on either side evenly, in theory at least. Of course, now that takes us to currently, Age of Sigmar 3.0 has a bunch of, uh, of stratagems, essentially, that are u uh, universal for all the armies, right? You've got all-out defense, all-out attack, redeploy, all of that. And they have very few abilities in each army, but like command abilities and things like that, but they all get these universal ones. And that is really, really helpful. I think potentially this, this is being recorded prior to 10th edition at 40 K. 
but I think they might be doing that more for 10th edition, um, coming out with more universal stratagems and fewer codex stratagems, but that's slightly yet to be determined as of the, the time of this recording. Um, but if they did go in that, that direction, that would be way uh, a big step in the right direction, I think, uh, for them to balance out the game uh, better with stratagems that everybody can use. I know this might be a nitpick, but the fact that you have to stay three inches away from enemies in Age of Sigmar at least means that you do have a failable charge. There is no such thing as an unfailable charge in Age of Sigmar. Uh, I mean, I guess technically, if you get plus one to charge, like my Beast of Chaos or someone does, then technically you you could uh, get an auto charger. But you're, unless you have an ability otherwise, there there are not automatic charges. Um, 40k, on the other hand, do have auto charges, right? You gotta stay an inch away, but you roll 2d6 to charge, you're in. Um, just from a game design standpoint, that also helps because you always want that little chance of an upset or something that's not going the way you think it's going to go. And that's basically all the reasons why, objectively, I think Age of Sigmar is better overall than 40k in game design and miniatures and all of that. Now, my biggest gripe, and I know a lot of you are probably yelling this at the screen right now, but my biggest gripe with Age of Sigmar is I do not care for the uh the initiative roll on each turn i really think they could do away with the initiative roll and completely not almost nothing would change except for the fact that uh you would not get screwed sometimes by failing an initiative roll right because arguably if you never win the initiative roll it's gonna be i go you go i go you go the whole game anyway and oh is that all broken no it's not so really if they just took it out it's really not a big deal I know some some of you Age of Sigmar players do like the initiative role, but I think I think it has more of a potential for harm than good from a game design standpoint, and I really don't think it's it's very useful. My only other major complaint about Age of Sigmar as far as the model lines and everything. Their models are gorgeous, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, but Age of Sigmar does have more miniature faction factions or micro factions than 40k does. Where like, oh, my Flesh Eater Courts, they've got like, I don't know, a handful of characters and two monsters and like five other units. Or even worse is the Fire Slayers with their, what is it, like 10 characters and three units or something stupid. Um, Age of Sigmar does suffer from that, but many of these armies are new. So they they only released a couple units for them and then I'm sure later on they'll, they'll get more. Um, whereas 40k factions are by and large pretty you know, fleshed out from the get-go. But um, those are my two main complaints about Age of Sigmar, but those really aren't, uh, they're not too impactful on the game. They're kind of ancillary. So um, hopefully you enjoyed this talk. And um, I certainly did. I love just talking away into a microphone and just lighten up your ear with the uh, vibrations of my voice. So we will see you next week on the Pimcron Warhammer podcast. We would like to thank our beautiful, sexy, good-smelling Patreon patrons over at Patreon and uh, GameMat.eu for supporting the show, and of course, panhandle3 detsycom I will see you next week, guys.